this week I discovered something either that I didn't know about or this is just a regional thing that isn't a thing anywhere else right now. Did you know they fucking changed mailboxes? Like how yeah, mailboxes... Did, we, I don't mean Todd talked about it, but like, did you know that they changed mailboxes, either of you? Like the blue mailboxes? That yes. People... Uh, maybe? I, like, I mean, I don't keep up to date with mailbox stuff, like, other than it's very I, difficult for me to find a mailbox. I mean, you would know if you had a retinal scan or not. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen one of those. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what's yeah, happening. There's not, there's not retinal scans inside that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck Todd's talking about. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, you go up to a mailbox and you like, you know, you op- you open up the little mm-hmm. thing and you can put mail in there. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Oh. It's like a very thin angled slot that you can slide mail into. And I found this out because we had to mail a very small package that would have fit into a normal mailbox, no problem. But when I went to the mailbox and I was like, oh, okay. And then I went to another mailbox in Salem and it was also like that. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to the post office later. And when I went to the post office, I just, to check, I looked at the mailbox in front of the post office and it was also like that. So yes, they changed you... them because people were throwing trash in them and that because you could, you could get your hands in the old mailboxes. So people were like stealing mail. Why the yeah. fuck would people throw crap? I, I think like, I have throw... seen... I know I was going to say, I think I've seen those mailboxes. I just, okay. I, just, I don't mail enough for me to, like, register. I think it's just, like, the one mailbox in front of my office that I've noticed do that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Who the fuck is throwing trash in a mailbox? Asshole. I, mean, I guess man. people are shitty, yeah. but, like, yeah, right. what the people. fuck? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's bizarre. So, yeah, I don't know. I... PSA, if you need to mail something that isn't the size of a letter, you need to go to the fucking mail, off, mail office. Mail I, office. Yeah, like, I, like, can't remember the, I can't remember the last thing I needed to mail, because what I mailed was for my parents, but, like, mm. I have no fucking clue. It, could, it has to have been, like, years, like, five plus years. And I had no, to mail there's something. no way it's been that long. I've definitely I don't mailed something. Either, so, like, so, like, I just... It's been a yeah. while. It's been years I, since I, I am started so, changing them. I am so confused. Todd just said... In response to the mailbox changing, I don't order anything online, so yeah, like, you, you like don't, you don't get it from the mailbox, like, Todd. You no, don't like no, walk up saying, to the like, mailbox I'm to get like your if package. I had to re- <laughs> meaning if I'd have to return anything, return. like you know, like yeah, yeah. I just like had have had no reason. Whatsoever. I don't know. Anytime I like have to mail something that isn't a letter, I go to the mailbox, mail the Jesus, the post office usually because I need to buy postage. But this specific package was. Jen's heart monitor, so it was like a pre, pre, uh, postage. Yeah, it already had postage yeah. paid for it for it to be returned. So you have a mail slot and not a mailbox at your house. I have a mailbox. I know I could have probably did it that yeah. way, but you could just get I mean, to the mailman too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I go out of the house anyway, so I was just gonna do it on my way. There's a mailbox at the corner, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not fucking mailing this today. Um. Anyways. Welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about the post office too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Sunday evening, riding you into the new fresh week, is the anime senpai himself, the one, the only, Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? can't tell if I'm hungry or not. Did you eat dinner? No. All right. I mean, then you might be hungry. It's possible. Hmm. Uh, did you get cookies this weekend? I also didn't do that. I meant to just go out and swing by. Then I, I don't know, never got around to it. Wow. Wow. Mike's been, Mike's an off, off his game. Also joining us this evening is the V-Buck villain, Todd Gary. Oh. Um, guys, yeah, I'm just happy to be here, you know. Okay, <laughs> all right, that was very weird, sure. Uh, and rounding us out tonight is the Disney daddy, Mr. Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I gotta say, it's a pleasure. I'm just excited to have been invited. <laughs> I was just spit fucking water everywhere. We're doing we practice in spit takes tonight. Is that the episode? Spit takes, um. Awesome. All right, well, we'll fucking roll right into it. A couple of housekeeping things. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit tonight, but if you want to hear like my full thoughts and words on 
We are OFK and Soul Hackers 2. Both of those are up now on PassTheController.io. We also have a 30-minute gameplay video up on our YouTube channel if you want to see some of Soul Hackers 2 in action. It is uh, mostly focused on the combat, so you can get an idea of how the combat is in the game. Uh, other than that, uh, this month's episode of the PTC Movie Club is coming up next week, I believe. Uh, next week should be the end of the month, if that's how calendars work. And August pick is Mike's pick, and it is Booksmart. So if you want to hear us talk about Booksmart, uh, make sure you watch that movie before next week's episode drops, because we will be talking about it then. This is a soft reminder. If any of you haven't watched Booksmart yet, you have a week to watch Booksmart. <laughs> um, and lastly, this episode of the Past Control Podcast is, of course, sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Thursday, nope, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening, uh, you want yourself hot, something hot, something sweet, something tasty, something fresh out of the oven, you can head on down one Washington Square and educate yourself on these tasty treats by going to their social media at Goodnight Fatty. I'm like ahead of my mental ad read of this i'm like skipping sentences and just merging things together uh anyways great great people great uh great fatties great cookies over there uh you'll have a good time and if you do head down let them know pass controller sent you uh we'll just kind of get right into it tonight uh aside from the regular staples making their way into the the mix have you guys been playing anything differently other than the old the Fortnites and the Total Mayhems and Overwatch, the multiverses and fucking no, that game's already dead. Has anyone this week played multiverses besides Todd? I played some today. Okay, um, Tom. Uh, also the... I wasn't home most of the week, so boom. Dom just said multiverses <laughs> is a dead game. It, it was one of the best. I think it was the best selling game of last month. Yeah, with a free least. game, which is fucking like, all right, let's go. What did no games release last last month? No, nothing's come out. For, like literally, nothing has come out over the past like. How much months. is it to buy the game? Forty bucks. What's like the base version of the I don't game? Know. Forty bucks. I I think the base is. It was like thirty or forty. The cheapest is. There's yeah, like two options. Forty. Yeah, interesting. So like best selling, as in it just sold the most founders packs, or like. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure how. It, that must be what it is. It's I, not I, like it generated was, the most yeah. money. I was trying to figure that out too, but it that is it made the most revenue, for whatever that means. Yeah, I mean people are probably scooping up fucking. Glue oh, and, like, so then that also probably like, just people like Todd, who's like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking buy all these bazillions so I can uh, get super shaggy or what? What is the money called in it? Gleamium. Uh, no, I was just gonna say gleamium. Yeah, you use it to get like I don't know. You can buy characters with it, but I don't really think you need to use that. You can just use it with coins. But yeah. um, it's got like certain things you can get with the gleamium. You're telling me that last month multiverses had more microtransactions than Fortnite did? I don't know. Yes, I'm sure it did because I, I put some money into it. I put like twenty bucks into it. Essential. I mean, I, I'm not doubting. You. I'm just I'm that that like being the best selling game, meaning like counting founders packs yeah. sold versus like it's the it was the most revenue, for which brand new game. You know that's not out of the you know that wouldn't be unbelievable. But I feel like there was a lot of Fortnite collabs last month too. No. Was was Naruto not last month? This started this week, didn't it? That's right. Was last... Oh yeah, Jesus. But th- didn't we get the second ship at Impact in July? I couldn't tell you. Maybe. Oh, because I had so... to imagine that these 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 anime collaborations are doing fucking bonker town for Fortnite. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, says, it says founder well. founder pass drove sales. Basically, is what it's saying. Okay. Yeah. It's just it be- top top ten selling video games, and this is for July. And it was Multiverses was one, Elden Ring was two, Lego Star Wars was three. I'm not gonna lie, to see Elden Ring up on that list this late into the game. That's insane. It's that's, awesome. That is kind of ridiculous for for what that game is. For the fact that yep. it came out in like February, right? It came out in fucking February, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, so like that's that's a good you know five six months. That's for a single, a single yeah. player game a that is, game. you know, not, yeah, it's not like a, that is a difficult game. That doesn't appeal to everybody. That, that's like just bringing in that. It's clearly bringing in so many more people. And it's insane because like Souls games are so off-putting to a lot of people yeah. that this game is doing what it's doing is like kind of like wild. Yeah. I mean, it, it drove, it drove a lot of like awareness outside of 
gaming. Like I, I saw articles and like stuff like non-traditional gaming websites covering Elden Ring throughout points of the year. You know, whether it was the fact that they could latch onto it with, you know, George R. R. Martin or whatever it may be, there there were definitely like non-traditional gaming outlets covering Elden Ring. Um so I feel like anytime something like that breaks out of the the kind of the gaming uh you know echo chamber, it's it's due for something. But I mean I don't know. I, I think that is impressive for it to be number two sales for July Crazy. Uh, for the type of game that it is. But anyways, I know uh, Todd has been playing some stuff. What do you, what do you got going on, Todd? I got, I got, uh, what's the golf game? You got to remind golf. me of that. Curse of golf. Yeah. I just started playing that. Um, How are you feeling about that? I love it. It's like a kind of a relaxing, shut my brain off kind of game, yeah. even though like you kind of have to, you know, figure out some stuff in it, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely like a very relaxing to play game. Yeah, that's I, I when I when it came out this week, I was like, that's why I made sure to tell you on Friday. I was like, this is absolutely a fucking Todd game. This is because it's got the it's got the roguelike elements where it's like you're restarting yeah. and like you know building up you know certain things, whatever. Um, it's real. It's a good puzzle game. Like it's a good little golf yeah, puzzle 100%. game. Like I, I enjoy the game I didn't, I didn't so far. Really, I, I remember you saying it was a roguelike, but I didn't it didn't click with me when you said it. And then when I started playing it, I'm like, Oh, okay. So like when I'm starting over, this isn't even bad, you know, like it's, just yeah, exactly. Good. So I'm, I'm, I've only put in like an hour or two so far, yeah, same. but uh, I'm I looking forward to diving a little bit more into that. Cause I think that can once, end up being a sleeper hit for me this year. Yeah. No, once everything starts clicking, like once you get everything out of the tutorial and you start like realizing how you can use it, it yeah. changes everything in that game too. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good music too. Like it's a good, it yeah. is, it's, it's a good, little package so far i'm enjoying it between um, that um what's it called it cult of lamb there's been some way better indies than fucking mainstream I mean, games vampire survivors of this year too that game's fucking yeah. fantastic i i don't think it's on anything but pc yet Not like you PC. should download vampire survivors because that shit is fucking good i might have already done that i forget okay perfect but i mean i, it, I know i downloaded for instance disc room and i played it once and then stopped but Discrim, I download Vampire. Discrim, I feel like Discrim is up your alley, Mike. It's like it's like yeah, try beating that score. It's like top a... top down fucking Meat Boy. Yeah, I know. Listen, I played it and then I just forgot about it. Yeah, you can get through it pretty quick. Like if you just want to like get to the credits, um, there's a lot more there if you want to unlock all the secrets and play through the second half of the game that is much more difficult. Um. That's a good game, but yeah, Vampire Survivors. If you're listening, is only like three dollars. So if you don't, I mean, you if you have Game Pass, it's also included in Game Pass PC. But uh, I mean, if not, it's like three bucks. So you should absolutely check that game out. I think it also just got an update this week with more stuff being added. So I should check it out this week because I haven't played it in, in a little while. Um, but as I said at the at the top of the show, I played through two games this past week which have kind of occupied a lot of my gaming time because uh soul hackers 2 you know was a was a lengthy game that i needed to dedicate time both to play and then to write about um and now that the review embargo is lifted i can kind of talk a little bit more freely except for really story spoilers um we will be doing uh closer to launch launch is next week i think it comes on the 26th um so we will be doing shortly after launch a spoiler episode on that game. So we'll talk kind of a little more openly about everything going on there. Uh, I already have a couple of guests lined up for that. So I will, uh, as soon as we have the date and everything secured, I will uh, I will share that on social media. So if you're looking forward to some deeper thoughts on Soul Hackers, you can tune into that. But I mean, overall, I liked it a lot. It definitely is not like a genre-defining RPG. Like, and I said this from my review, it's like... It, Whereas we've been spoiled the last few years, getting games like Persona Five, you know, Persona Five Royal, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Undertale, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I mean, you can make the argument Final Fantasy Seven Remake, even though I think that's a little bit more of an action RPG. I was um, like waiting. I'm like waiting for Octopath. I mean, Octopath is up there. Uh, I mean, we, just in general, like the the velocity of RPGs coming out lately. I mean, we get we had Live Alive this year. Uh, and then that's just that's just turn turn based stuff. I mean, there's plenty of stuff if you want to get into action RPG or or tactical. This year actually is a, like heavy tactical RPG. We got Project Triangle Strategy earlier this year. 
Uh, we get the Dio Field Chronicles coming out this year. Tactics Ogre Reborn. Uh, Cam in the chat said, is Octopath up there, though? I haven't finished Octopath. Todd loves Octopath. But I do know some people that say, like, Octopath is, like, one of their favorite games. Like, it's, like, my favorite soundtrack in any game ever. Yeah. I think it could be number one for me. That soundtrack I, is so good. Yeah, I definitely need to get back out there and, and, and restart that game and just play through it. Um, it's not even, even so much that the story is, like, really anything special. I just like the overall music, the look, and the combat. And it's, like, yeah. and it's it, gets, it gets a little grindy, but still, I, I enjoy mm. it. It's, like, old school. Yeah, uh, I'm, I think you would fucking love Live Live. You need to play that game. I think you I would know, actually really it, like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to Soul Hackers. Like, it's is definitely something that I think if you haven't played an Atlas RPG, or if you want to try to like you know dip your toes into more modern JRPGs, I think it's a good place to start because. I think I I think it took me maybe like forty ish hours to finish, maybe fifty. But I mean that I don't know how accurate that timer is because I spent time like doing certain things and and you know taking notes and writing about the game while I'm playing it. So it my time might be a little skewed. But you could definitely get to that game probably low end, maybe thirty five if you're really you know streamlined on what you're doing. But the game has a lot of stuff going on, but it also has like it's just a little bit more tight than like a persona 5 royal where persona 5 royal has so many things going on if you want to do the confidant stuff you know for every character even half the characters that eats up so much time where in this game you still have that same sort of thing it's uh like you you need to increase your party's like soul level so that you can hack their soul deeper um but it's not the same type of thing whereas like persona 5 you're like going on dates and like triggering cutscenes and like all these things that are taking up a lot of space whereas in soul hackers it's not really that i mean there are cutscenes and there's dialogue but it's not as it's just a little bit more you know neat a little bit more tight tied together um in that regard um i think that one of the things especially with persona 5 royal which i i love persona 5 royal it's one of my favorite games of all time i highly recommend that to anybody that wants to play an rpg i think it's incredible like it's not perfect nothing's perfect but it is a very good game um that's game can be overwhelming. There's a lot going on in that game, and it is long. How, how long did it take you to p- finish Persona, Mike? I know you've cleared it f- faster than I did. The the first time, a hundred something hours, maybe 110, 120. Yeah, uh, but you finished Royal faster, right? Yeah, I finished because I skipped everything. Yeah, because you knew you, you you had played through. I'd, I'd play through a portion the portion of that game. Fast yeah. through, I fast forward through things and I use the DLC persona to just kind of speed run through all speed the run. stuff. Yeah. Um, cool. so oh, like, I can't wait for Persona now to come to Game Pass. You should absolutely I'm, give I'm, it a second yeah, shot. I, well, I kind of want to dive into, um, what's it called? Golden first. Or does it come out at the same time? No, five comes out first. Oh, okay. Three, and, three and four are coming out at a later date. I don't, I don't think okay. they've announced those dates. Um, but like Persona 5 can be a lot. It can be a lot to take in. It's obviously a much longer game. There's a lot more things happening. Uh, where this, again, is half the time, if not even less. It does a lot of similar things. Like I actually really liked the gameplay loop of, of basically you are you know doing dungeon-like areas in the overworld. And then you're also doing dungeon-like areas in the Soul Matrix, which is like in each character's soul. Um, and in between those two areas, you're leveling up your comp, which your comp is like your weapon that you use to summon the demons. Um, fusing demons to get better ones. Obviously, you can also upgrade other aspects of your equipment and stuff like that. So it's just a nice loop of like, all right, I'm going to head into the Soul Matrix and try to get a little bit deeper level up my characters then i'm gonna you know check out all my stats and stuff and fix my character up fuse better demons and then i'm gonna go to the next like main world dungeon and they all kind of work together to further the story along because you do need to do a portion of the soul matrix to finish the game but there you don't have to finish the soul matrix to finish the game i'm assuming there might be a true ending or different outcomes or different things you want you learn if you finish the soul matrix i just didn't do that but i actually might go back and and uh do that which i think speaks to the quality of the game is i played through it 
you know, covered it, all the stuff, and even after the fact, I still haven't uninstalled it from my Xbox because I'm kind of like, I might want to finish the Soul Matrix stuff and see the rest of these story arcs and kind of see where the rest of this game goes. Um, I think the late game definitely got a little bit challenging for me. Some of the boss fights were definitely harder, but I also think I was maybe a little underleveled. I don't think it was necessarily the game has a power spike. I think it was more of I was trying to finish it in a timely manner, and I was probably a little underleveled towards the end of the game. But what I did enjoy was you could bump the game down to easy. So when I was just hard stuck pretty much at the end of the game, I bumped it down to easy so I could just get through because I, I, at that point, understand the combat in, in, in its entirety. I just need to wanted to experience the rest of the story. Um, I don't need to put on my my pro gamer hat and be like, I beat this game on hard because no, I was not doing that. Not happening. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I liked the combat in it as well. Uh, similarly to Persona, where Persona has like the one more if you're attacking enemies' weaknesses and then you can do an all-out attack. If I, I forget, Mike. All-out attack, is that triggered by every character hitting a weakness or is it just knocking all the enemies no, down just knocking all the enemies it yeah knocking all the enemies down so in soul hackers 2 the combat each turn if you're attacking their weaknesses has um what is called a sabbath and at the end of each turn if you're attacking weaknesses depending on how much you stack up those weakness attacks your sabbath will be stronger so you kind of always have a quote-unquote all-out attack. It's just a little bit, functions a little bit differently and triggers a little bit differently. Um, but understanding that gameplay mechanic in the battle system is, I think, crucial to winning fights in the game. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I think it's a definitely a solid entry-level Atlas RPG or just RPG in general if you want to play a modern JRPG, turn-based RPG and want something that is a, you know, a formidable experience. I think this is absolutely fits that bill, but I don't want to discount it. Cause I think that, you know, as someone like me, who's played a lot of RPGs and likes RPGs, I really enjoyed it still too. Um, I think the characters are, are pretty strong. I think they start off a little, I think the story, and this is again, cause I think this game is kind of just like you hit the ground running and it just wants to get you through the game. I think at first the story is not, slow it's the characters seem kind of forced together and it's like i don't know if i really care about some of these characters but then like as you progress through it it starts to turn up and you're like all right no i kind of care about what's going on now it's it's enjoyable um but yeah if you want to read my full thoughts you can check that out on the website and like i said uh in the coming weeks we'll have a, a spoiler cast up for that the other game that i reviewed last week is a game called we are ofk and this is a game that I, it's not that it's hard to recommend. I just don't think it's a game. I just unfortunately don't think it's a game that would be for everyone. I know I, I played a little bit privately for Mike so you could see some of it, at least the music video stuff. Um, did Mike like it? I mean, the, the brief snippet that you, that you encountered, Mike, how did you feel about what was going on? It's really tough to say because I didn't even... From your description of it, I might have seen the quote-unquote gameplay, but even then, it's I, like, I mean, yeah, I guess I I could see myself playing it, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. Yeah. I, I feel like the art style looks really cool. Yeah, it, it definitely has good art. It definitely, like, the thing that... It's a, it's a playable biopic about an indie pop band, and if you go into this wanting something with heavy gameplay or like, you know, creative, cool gameplay, it's just not that, unfortunately. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing about the game. I just, you need to go in with that correct mindset, I think. Because the story in this game is very good. Like, when I, when I was playing this, it's broken up into five episodes. And if you were to buy this game right now, it's out now. You get the first two episodes. And... Every week you'll get one more episode until the five episodes are out. So if you buy this now, there's two episodes out. I've played through all five. I won't speak about three through five. But the in, when the first episode started and I was through that episode, I'm like, all right, cool. I know that there's supposed to be a music element to this game. I'm assuming each episode must end with, with a music video or something. 
so getting through the first episode, getting a feel for the characters, enjoying what's going on, interesting story, get to the music video, and I'm like, all right, like, yes, this music's good. The gameplay elements in the music video are really not fun or anything. They're just kind of there, and I think once you play around with them a little bit, you'll just probably stop playing like I did, which is fine because it doesn't, nothing negative happens in the game if you don't interact with the music video um, portion of it. So you don't have to interact with it if it's not something you actually want to do. But the music was so good. And I was, after I finished the first episode, I was like, okay. If I don't even like the story, like I, at least I can look forward to like this music at the end because the music was good. But that was like completely not what happened. I was like, no, I'm very invested in what's going on in the story. And each episode is now re rewarding me with a contextual music video that is amplified by the story behind it in each episode. Um, it's very good. It's very unique. Like if, if you want something that is more of a visual novel um, with good music, good art, and a good story, then yes, check this out. Uh, but if you don't want that experience, then I don't know if this is something you should check out. But... If you if that sounds like your cup of tea in any way, is I is there any absolutely... gameplay to it? So so basically through the majority of the episodes, you're choosing dialogue for the most part. And okay. it's I think the game is very well written and the voice acting is really good. Like I just think it's a really good put together package. And I think the dialogue is very witty and funny at most points. So like those aspects of the game were all interesting to me, where it was like sometimes you're choosing like dialogue windows and a lot of it is you're responding to text messages so you're like choosing text responses and stuff um and then the only other gameplay in the game is at the end of each episode it ends with a music video and there are gameplay elements in the music videos but i thought overall the game the music videos were good and the music was good but the gameplay elements that are there they kind of just don't feel good to really play at all um, but it's fine because you don't have to actually play them. You can literally just not play them and nothing changes. Um, were you going to say something, Mike? No. Oh. So, yeah, I, it, it's, it's a unique experience. I was going into this game hoping I was going to get, like, the next Cyanar Wild Hearts, and that's not what I got. But that's okay because I think this stands up as its own thing. Uh, it's just... if. You need to know what you're, you need to kind of have an idea of what to expect when you're getting into this. And I think if, again, if you're down with good story, good music, mostly a visual novel, then you're on board. If you, if you want something that has more inspired or creative gameplay, maybe not something you'll, you'll latch onto as much. But yeah, highly recommend checking it out at least, at least watching some videos or something on it to kind of educate yourself on what the game is because I think it is, I think if it's something you're willing to try, I think you you would enjoy it. Um, I, feel, I feel like it would be a good Game Pass game for me. I would probably. It's not on Xbox, oddly enough. It's only on, oh, it's, on? it's only on PC, Switch, and PS PlayStation. Um, Weird. I don't know if it's gonna eventually come to Xbox. Maybe it will, but it's. Uh, I don't know. The music's so good. I've like I've there's a vinyl for pre-order right now on imabit.com, and I'm it's been hovering in my cart like do I want to buy this fucking vinyl because that's the thing that's aggravating is I've played the game so I've listened to all the music but they have only released the two singles from the first two episodes uh, so gotcha. like episode 3, 4 and 5's music is not available to stream yet because they is not available to the public so it sucks because I like the music a lot I've listened to those for episode 1 and 2's music a lot um but yeah, I don't know. Check those out. Those are uh, fantastic uh, games, in my opinion. I'm curious to see how well Soul Hackers 2 does because I feel like we're in this... I don't want to say, like, golden era of Atlas, but we're in an era of Atlas where it's like... Persona 4 was good and, like, people... I think that brought more people in to Persona, but, like... Persona 5 and Royal both like broke out of the genre, I think, and pulled in a lot more 
uh, mainstream attention to the game and to JRPGs in general. And we also got SMT5 on the Switch recently. Um, SMT3 also got ported or an HD remaster or whatever. And now we're getting Soul Hackers 2. So it's interesting to kind of see Atlas putting out more RPGs that are getting a little bit wider releases, which each, each one, like Soul Hackers is coming to Xbox, which I'm surprised by. Like it's Xbox, PlayStation, and, and PC. Um, Persona 5 is coming to Switch and Xbox, and 3 and 4 are coming to Switch and Xbox. So I'm curious to see how this is going to do. And see what I, Atlas. I feel like it do could after. do. I feel like it could do well because there's still not a lot out there right now, and, and everyone's looking yeah. for something new to play. As far as you know, people mm-hmm. who like that genre, but I don't know, we'll yeah, see. I mean, I we we don't. T- I feel like we don't typically put review numbers on things. Like uh, it's not really our our fucking jam. If I had to give a number to Soul Hackers Two, it's probably a seven. Maybe I could see the argument it being an eight. Higher than an eight, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd, you have to really explain to me why you think it's better than an eight, and that's fine if that's what you think. But I think it's like hovers around a solid seven eight experience, um, which is not bad. I think that's good. So, of course, that's out of a hundred. So you know, so not that good. Yeah, not that good. No. Um, before we go into the end of the episode here, though, so Dom had texted over the most recent Fortnite survey, which I think is interesting. Did everyone look through this or only Dom and I? I didn't look at it. I, I think I opened it up. I did not. Once I saw a picture, I was like, I can't be reading all this. So the thing with these surveys is that, according to this, surveys are based on what is currently trending and don't really mean anything, but they could still appear in Fortnite at some point. So I'm just going to roll through some of the things that are listed here to see, like, what is I'm gonna skip over the streamer stuff actually because okay, um, but then for like some of the video game stuff, Pit from Kid Icarus, T60 from Fallout, Greninja, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear, Altair from Assassin's Creed, Advanced MK2 from Fallout, King Dedede. Yo, give me this is just Dedede. fucking ridiculous for me. Liam would uh, freak out. Philip Stranger from The Witcher. Bayonetta. I could see Bayonetta getting added to this game. Uh, Joker from Mass Effect, which is a very bizarre... Of all the Mass Effect characters to choose, uh, not to, like, poo-hoo Joker, like, Joker's the pilot, voiced by Seth... Uh, okay, it is that guy. That's what I Seth Green. <laughs> but, like, I, th- literally so many other characters that would... <laughs> I think makes sense to be in Fortnite before Joker. Uh, the Sorrow from Metal Gear, Ezio from Assassin's Creed, Sheik from Legend of Zelda. Uh, I, I can see, see Peely being in Fortnite. Yeah, I can see Peely being in here. Uh, Claudette from Dead by Daylight, Connor from Assassin's Creed, Chris Redfield, who is in the game. Uh, I can see Colombo being in Fortnite. <laughs> Colombo. <laughs> uh, Counter Strike. The no, Sims, warped cart racers, pro Wait, did I, soccer. Did I see the Family Guy was confirmed, or is that another joke again? Because I swear I saw something recently that like that was one of the four things confirmed as Family Guy. It's, it's things that people keep like I, I don't know. They 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 found some sort of coding that makes it. It's not okay. like officially confirmed by anybody, yeah. but it's expected, uh, I guess. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Hades, Crash Bandicoot, Yakuza, Super Smash Brothers, Subway Surfers, eFootball 2022, Animal Crossing, Need for Speed, Dead by Daylight, Demon Souls, Fall Guys, No More Heroes 3, Digimon, Knockout City. Uh, Gustavo Digimon in Fortnite, Mike? Gabu Gabu Terrymon? Gabu Terrymon, the competition, Mike? You can... Keep breathing, Brian. Mike, one one Digimon character that would make you spend all your V-Bucks, who, who would it be? Where Garurumon? That's the question. All right. Mike fucking firing from the hip ready to go with that one. Gus Fring. Digimon. Didn't matter. It, it really didn't matter. Give me a Walter White skin. Stanley Hudson of yeah, all the Optus characters. Like, what? Give me a Stanley. I'll buy that day Listen, one. If, 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 
If they add a Stanley skin and his back playing isn't fucking a Scrabble or whatever the fucking game he's playing, what not Scrabble, like he's playing like Sudoku or something. Is that yeah, what he's playing Sudoku? Yeah. Uh Jafar yeah, from Aladdin. Because I'll help you find it. <laughs> <laughs> it says Woody the Cowboy, but it doesn't say Toy Story. I'm assuming that's Toy Story. Uh, this, this list sounds ridiculous. First Fiona of all. <laughs> from Shrek, Han Solo, who is in the game, right? Yeah, I think so, isn't it? There's a Han Solo skin, right? No. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Indiana, Indiana Jones. Uh, Candorous Ordo from Star Wars. Lop from who the fuck is Lop from Star Wars? I'm not <laughs> sure. He might be. He might be. Uh... It, was, it was the bunny from Visions. Visions, the Visions. Bunny. There it is. Ah. Yeah. Who's Candrus Ordo? I don't know who that is. He's Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Scar from Lion King. I don't understand how you would like that would have to be on the map. Like I can't imagine you would so play as Scar standing up. Imagine hold on, imagine if you can play in like the Pride Lands and like there is a stampede of wild wildebeest that you can knock people into. That would be pretty crazy. I mean, there's desert areas. I could see them having a scar on the map and like maybe you can ride Scar around. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Lego, just Lego. Beth Smith from Rick and Morty, Tarzan, what? SpongeBob, Pearl from Steven Universe, Apollo Creed, Goofy. Uh, Yo, give me SpongeBob right now. Imagine being able to be SpongeBob in Fortnite. I'd probably never use it in Love of Skin after that. And Daryl Philbin again. The two office characters that just—it's funny that those are the two that are on this list. So the way this survey works, Todd, is that it's like you're just clicking. Oh, it's what people have want. You thought... No, it's it's. Oh. No, I have not seen or heard of them. Yes, I have seen or heard of them. So they're just trying okay. to gauge interest in like what people know about, I guess. Probably because they want to see what people will spend money on. Like, That's where's awesome. the crossover? Like, oh, this person, a lot of people click on, I don't know, what's something on here that's already in Fortnite? Uh, Baba. Yeah, besides Fortnite characters, there's definitely <laughs> someone on here that was already in the game. Oh, Peely. Yeah, Peely. Chris, like Chris oh. Redfield, who is a skin in the game already. So maybe they look at the cross-section of Chris Redfield and what other things that they see. I don't fucking know. I don't expect a majority of these things to come into the game in any capacity. because yeah. I love I, how Beth, Beth, uh, Beth from Rick and Morty is like one of the random people that just threw in there. Yeah. There's apparently another section that we isn't in these pictures. Because... The tweet also says that characters like so- Sonic, Crash, Bayonetta, and TV shows and characters like Tarzan, Gravity Falls, Robot Chicken, comic characters like Miles. Yeah, we need a Miles skin already. Wait, Robot Chicken? Could that it's be in tra- multiverses? I hope not. It's a trash yeah. show. Just fucking keep it away. Yeah, it's, it's why do you hate terrible. multiverses? I mean, why do you, why do you I, hate I, I like, robot chicken so much? Listen, if they, like put ro- the time. if they put a dope robot chicken skin in there, I'd fucking probably buy it. I don't know. I thought I it was funny. The, like the, the nerd season. character they always use. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. I'd, I'd play as... Uh, glasses. I'd play as uh, robot the, the chicken way... fucking... Uh, not Darth. Fucking... Brought him back to life in the, in the finale. The fuck is his name? Finale of Robot Chicken? Of you know the finale? Wars. <laughs> Palpatine? Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. They, they, there's a good Palpatine Robot Chicken, at least one. Yeah, I, I, it was just... You, you took a long way to get to that. I couldn't, think, I couldn't think of Palpatine's name. I said not Darth. I mean, that should be, that should be easy. Slam dunk. I feel like uh, Robot Darth Chicken... Darth Sidious, yeah, to... slam dunk. <laughs> not Darth, Darth Sidious. Slam yeah. dunk. Nailed it. Slam dunk. Robot Chicken tried too hard, and same with Family Guy after a while. It just like got to a point that I was like, this shit's not even funny anymore. I mean, I, I haven't hate watched... Seth's. He hates <laughs> Seth Green. He, ha- he hates uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, probably hates Seth Rogen. I don't know. He just made fun of him. He just made fun of him. I love Seth Rogen. Don't, don't you dare talk bad about Seth Rogen. What if they added Seth Rogen as an announcer in Multiverse? So every time you got a kill, he just went... Instabuy. Absolutely. I mean, I would buy that too. That's like... I, and I would never change it from anything else. That would be like... That I would, would stay forever. every single time I play the game. Absolutely. Man, 100%. I have to hear it. <laughs> oh, man. I, well, there was Multiverse's news too this past week. You guys can talk about that. How excited or not excited you are for that. Um, 
You guys go first because oh, you guys play more than I do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of pissed because I missed the skin, uh, the the Jake pajama skin. And so wait, uh, is that is that that early battle pass is just gone now? Gone. Like the, gone. all that stuff's gone. Yep, it's gone. I was like one away from it. No, you didn't play enough. You're not good enough. Apparently not. Um, so that with the new season, with the new battle pass, it's Black Adam and in uh right they're not even like in I, it yet though he's not even in it yet like yeah i think morty's the next character to get and like, he's like the next one that's coming out yeah i thought i he's thought i saw a tweet though for the, like the season that has black adam so on the they, front yeah they're on they're, when you when you log into it it's black adam and is it spike or stripe like stripe. something from uh, gremlins right gremlins yeah, yeah um but they're not available yet no uh, so they must be coming in yeah. this season i'm assuming they'll yeah they'll be available you know, there's a good chance they're going to add a few characters throughout the season, but Morty's the first one that's officially coming out uh, in a couple of days. It's coming out the 23rd. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, are you... Then, are any of you excited about Black Adam and or Gremlins? I don't care about Black Adam, but I'm excited for Gremlins because like, uh, Jake's got his damages just fucking nerfed all around, so he's not... I just feel like there's and other characters I can use. Finn. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Finn. Um, that, that doesn't even know what character he uses. Yeah, I hate that show. Um, yeah, he's like, I could get people, I could get ring outs like in like 30 seconds. Now, like the damage is reduced and it's like across the board for him. So I was thinking it's of going skill-based, Todd. So if they got nerfed, yeah. you should still be able to yeah, get yeah, those no, Ws. I'm, yeah, I'm, still getting, yeah. I'm still getting wins, but it's not as easy. Um, um mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but um yeah no I just want I kind of want a new character to try and I don't really give a shit about the rest of the characters. I was thinking of maybe going Arya cuz I feel like she seems kind of cool to use but I don't know. We'll hey, see. that new Game of Thrones show is out today. Today, yeah, tons of big House of Dragons game. You're not going to watch it, Todd? Uh I'm not in the rush to watch it. I mean, I'm so like Dom will probably, you'll probably watch it, Dom, right? Um I actually may watch that. Because it's got it your boy in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got your boy. Oh, yeah. Got your boy. Who, who is boy. in it? Who's the doctor? The guy, the guy from Morbius. Yeah. Oh, the guy from Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Did everyone watch She-Hulk or no? I still I did not. I enjoyed it. I liked I did. it. Did you enjoy it, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. I liked it. Every time I'm, I watch I'm, it and see the Hulk, I just picture that like godfather gif of where he's like they massacred my boy (laughs) wait did you watch the episode though yeah yeah i watched it with amanda the other night i mean i don't want to spoil anything for dom or for people listening yeah yeah, i don't i don't think they massacred your boy no they've been massacring him there's something we can talk about once everyone sees it yeah like it's nothing big either it's nothing like it's just something that bothers me but yeah i'm i'm curious to see where this show I goes. love the, I love the lead actress who plays She Hulk. So like I'm I, I do too. That. Yeah, I I yeah. I think she's really good at, at. I mean, I don't. I've never read like She Hulk comics, so I don't know if it's like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about She Hulk either. But version like of She Hulk or not, but like I I'm liking what's happening in the show, and I think she's like it's entertaining to watch. I'm very nervous though because they said they're exploring the lighter side of Daredevil, and that's fine because the show is a comedy, and I get it. But like. Where Daredevil came from to this, it's just like, oh no, what are we going to do? You're getting like a 30 episode Daredevil show that's going to be not that probably. <laughs> like yeah, probably the, with the lighter side. In the, is he supposed to be in this show, She-Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, so the Daredevil show will probably be a little different. And they're doing Wasn't the he in thing? episode one? Daredevil, no. no. Oh, Unless I, I missed an after credits. I read movie. a thing that said that he was in episode one. So Unless he's in the background somewhere, he's not in the show. Yeah. And then the then what they're because it's like the same thing they're doing with what's his name because obviously they want to put him in what they're building up uh, Tim Roth's guy Abomination Abomination yeah same thing he's like becoming jokey now and like you know exact opposite of where we're I don't know it's fine it's fine I'm fine Todd you Todd you haven't liked the MCU in ten years I don't even know what you <laughs> you're not the demographic anymore. Yeah, right. I doesn't like the MCU. I I need to find. I need to skim through the episodes and find the time where it changes. I need to know what the turning point was where Todd's high on the MCU, and then there's just the next time we talk about the MCU, Todd's like, "I'm going to tell you exactly when it was. It was when I had kids and couldn't go to the movies anymore. I guarantee you, that's when it was." 
Okay. And like, right. cause, cause I think, I think it's around that time. I'm like, fuck, I can't see these movies when they come out. And this was like pre pandemic. So like you all were probably going to see them. And it was right around the time of uh black Panther, uh, Ant-Man two. When I stopped, I didn't see like those movies in the theater. You didn't see Endgame in the theater. No, Ant-Man, Ant-Man two. Yeah, but, Ant- and... yeah, but it I went saw... black. Didn't it go black no. Panther, Endgame, Ant-Man two. Or did it? Oh, it went Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, and then Captain no, Marvel, Endgame. No, that was all before. All that stuff was before. It was just Infinity War, Endgame, and everything else was before. Infinity it. War, Endgame came out a year apart. There was two movies in between them. Yeah, I think it was I think Captain it was Ant-Man Marvel and Ant Man. And Ant Man. Because Captain and Marvel tied in did too. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Captain that came Marvel in between Infinity War. So, so it went. It went Black Panther, Infinity War. Something else. Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and Oh Man. weird. I thought they were Oh, weird. okay. All right. All right. So yeah, okay. So it was so it was Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man, Marvel, Endgame. That's what it was. Something like that. Because the I, end of I know Ant-Man for and the fact... Wasp had the stuff that referenced the end of Yes. Infinity War. I know for a fact that Captain Marvel was it it I know that Captain Marvel and Black Panther both they both precluded each of the of the Avengers movies like they were both the movie before it. Yeah, I was just trying to remember what the post credit scene for Black Panther was, but I think it makes sense for that to be the last movie before Infinity War. I don't remember what the post credits is. It me. was with Bucky, wasn't I, it? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, well, he's like he meets Bucky him in the field with the arm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah, and then it's Infinity War. Okay, yeah. So it goes Infinity War, then it goes Ant Man, then it goes Captain Marvel, then it goes Endgame, and then it's Spider Man Homecoming. I don't even think I ever finished Ant Man. Is it good? The second one? Spider Man Homecoming should be the the movie after Endgame. Yeah, it should be the first. No, Far From Home. Oh, Far From Home. Yes, sorry. Is Homecoming Homecoming the first one? Uh, okay. Wait, you never finished? Did you say you never finished what movie? Oh, Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, uh, it's fine. I like Ant Man though. I think Ant Man's good. No, I like him. I just never. I, I felt like I. I think I was watching it one night because I did, I saw that movie way later. And uh, yeah, it was yeah. what. Is it good? Do you guys like it? I mean, I I. Enjoy the Ant Man movies. I think they're. Funny. I like the first one. I think the first one's great. Yeah. I just didn't. Like I, I think it's there. a lot. A lot of the same, which I don't think yeah. is necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's, it's a lot of the same. If you liked Ant Man one, you probably at least enjoy Ant Man two. Ant Man three is supposed to be much darker. Uh, he's too busy. John Wick. Too busy me- being John Wick. Wait, what did you say? Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. I that I don't think anything there is related. I'm just saying words. <laughs> um. Anyways, so yeah, I mean that's that's the episode. We're gonna wrap wrap things up here. Unless anyone has anything else to say about multiverses, DLC, nope, or Fortnite or anything else. Um. What do you think the next big action? No, we'll save that for another episode. We don't need to do that right now. Destiny two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's the rumor. So, as we are nearing the end of the episode here, we'll do things as we always do them, which is a little game we like to call There's a Clue in the Review. What's that? I don't even know what that is. That's what... I'm, we're workshopping a new <laughs> game to add to the mix called... There's a clue in the review. So normally we'll end the episode on what's in the box. Sometimes we throw in other games that we, you know, that we're we're adding to the mix to see how things work out because eventually this is all working towards creating the ultimate game show. So we're going to workshop things as they as they get created. So we're not playing what's in the box this week unless this review clue is bad or oh, you guys cool. answer it quick. I do have games next to me in case. But the leaderboard for the week, for the year so far, is Dom sitting pretty at 43. And though he didn't get points for these, I did keep a note that he got Sifu and got Mega Man 
last week when he was in the chat. Todd is at 34. Mike is at 26 with that one Tomodachi life point in parentheses. Okay. I got I got uh, I got three stumps, but not playing for stumps here. And then we got a bunch of guest points. The top two guest points right now are Ken and Jesse at eleven and ten. Uh, so I guess we'll 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 run down the way this is gonna work. Similarly to our other games, you guess when you think you know the answer. But instead of me reading the back of the box. I have hand-selected three different games, and I'm going to read excerpts from their review from a major website. Might be, you know, it, it could be a, a number of different major websites. So I'm going to read an excerpt from the game review. You need to guess what that game is. I think that's self-explanatory, right? Everyone, you, guess, is... you, guess, you guess what reviewer is reading the review for the game if you guess the person that wrote the review when you guess the game you get an extra five points not sure because no one's gonna guess the name of the person that wrote the review unless i start pulling like people we know who did reviews which i could do that but i'm not gonna do that right now at least not tonight so without further ado the first game i lost my fucking place in this review damn it where's the paragraph i wanted to read all right, we'll just scroll to the, this part then. Okay. Mastering Blank's many systems is worth every second of investment. Whether you go it alone or queue up with a squad, even if you're the first to die or you actually manage to earn the blank blank, blank's zany style and unique blend of blank and blank almost never offers anything less than an outstanding time. It may not be the first blank, 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 and it certainly won't be the last, but blank sets itself apart from the crowd by giving you the freedom and tools to express your own personal play style. Fortnite. Mike gets the point. <laughs> yeah, I was, tr I was debating if it was Fortnite or Overwatch, honestly. Was that too easy? About, you said something about blank blank. I was like, that must be Victory Royale. And I was just oh. sitting on that until you finished your, your paragraph. You, I mean, you could have interrupted. Mike I could have, but point. I was like, let me just see what Mike, who was the uh, who, was, who wrote it? Who wrote the review? Oh, who the wrote the review? Obviously, Brendan Groom. Fucking <laughs> nailed it. Uh, all right. Game number two. There is a reason we can all remember so much from games that are almost 30 years old. And Blank Blank has tapped into that reason in a profound way. We don't love the brands of our youth. We love the characters, the settings, the way actually playing those games made us feel. Blank Blank doesn't settle for acknowledging those aspects. It includes them in every, I'm sorry, it includes them around every single corner. Blank Blank is so much more than a love letter to the genre. It is in fact the game is, in fact, the kind of game people write love letters about. Shovel Knight. It is indeed Shovel Knight. Dom, it, was written by, uh, it was written by Barry Badenath. We should have him to our team. I was trying to think. Like, I got stuck on the messenger. I was like, no, 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 no. What's the other games that were like... Clearly, we're all, we're all trying to, to, yeah. I, I just figured it was either Shovel Knight or Cuphead, and Cuphead isn't two words. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Fair. Game number three. There are plenty of games which are celebrated for their gameplay, but lack anything in way of story or character. Blank, blank, blank is a different type of proposition. The gameplay is simple yet satisfying, but it's entirely in the service of a strongly authored narrative. Players aren't at the liberty to roam, to explore, or to shake things up. Some might find this too controlling, but in return for your freedom, you're rewarded with a mature genre piece, which is also a finely realized character study. 
Action games continue to inch the dial towards 11, sometimes at the expense of their narrative integrity. Blank Blank Blank, however, has the conviction to rein in the action, imbue it with purpose. The spectacle still sparkles, but it also makes sense. Max Payne 3. Mike gets the point. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, say, I, I, like, I was gonna say this, Balance Wonderworld. Oh, I wasn't going to even say anything because I, I, you lose me in this game. I, I feel like it goes on for too long and I, I, I lose focus of what I'm saying. Like, supposed to. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe I can't believe Todd didn't get Max Payne three again. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, like I said, I, it's like, crazy I, because I, the I, the I, review I the reviewer was, was Todd. Todd wrote that review. Like... <laughs> what were you gonna say, Todd? No, I'm, I just I feel like I like tune out for some reason. I don't know why. Like all three of those, I was like, I don't I don't know what I'm like. I don't know what anything this is right now. I'm like. <sighs> All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna do one more, but we'll do a back of the box for Todd because Todd oh, they have doesn't to go back in the box. No, Todd doesn't know how words work. I gotta think here. I gotta think. I gotta think. I gotta think. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to bring up tonight, and I fucking forgot. What was it? I was going to say... Something else. I'll save it for next week. All right. Game... Number four. Whoops, I don't want to do that. That almost just played a trailer. That would have been a fucking disaster. Why are you playing YouTube videos? Nobody wants a YouTube video. I just want this picture enlarged, please. And now it's in a different language. Here we go. Nani? <laughs> Living as a man outside the shadow of the blank... Blank, along with his blank blank, must venture into the brutal blank wilds as they fight to fulfill a deeply personal quest. Discover an emotionally gripping tale of blank and blank. Journey to a dark blank world of fearsome creatures. Conquer your foes in vicious close quarters combat. Back of the box. You say the beginning again because I uh, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Living as a man outside the shadow of the blank, blank along with his blank blank must venture into the brutal blank wilds as they fight to fulfill a deeply personal quest. Discover an emotionally gripping tale of blank and blank. Journey to a dark elemental world of fearsome creatures. Conquer... Want to rise? No. Conquer your... Wait, what did you say, Todd? What was Dom's guess? Uh, Monster Hunter Horizon is not that. Oh. Conquer your foes in vicious close quarters combat. God of War. Mike gets the fucking point, boys. Nice. Good one, Mike. Mike's... Which one? What's God of War? I mean, it's just you called know, God of War. When I said God of War, I was like, I, I get it's one of you two You get two games. guesses. I was yeah, picturing like a multiplayer game. I was going to say For Honor. I was like confused for a second. Living as a man outside the shadow of the gods, Kratos, along with his son Atreus, must venture into the brutal Norse wilds. I don't know what the story of Rise is, but I knew that you like had a palamut, so I just... Uh, that makes sense. Well, You're that will do it for the week. Uh, that leaves the scoreboard with Dom at 44, Todd at 34, and Mike said, I'm climbing the ranks at 29. He's creeping up. He's creeping up. Nah, Plus he's got that one Tomodachi here. life. I'm just going to pick Tomodachi life three times next week so Mike gets fucking three points. All right, let's...
I'm curious now. We're gonna we're gonna do. Actually, no, we can't do this because I said it out loud. Never mind. I can't do it. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode three twenty nine of the Pass Control Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on social media all over the place at Pass Controller on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Pass Controller on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Pass the Controller Podcast. Leave us a review. Share it with a friend. You can find me at Groom. You can find Mike at underscore Michael Path, Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature, and Dom at PTC underscore one little spark. And until next time.